This is 3 and 5 on SLC Management Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Steve Peacher, President of SLC Management. This is 3 and 5, and today I've got Brett Pacific, who's Senior Managing Director, Head of Derivatives and Quantitative Strategies at SLC Management. Brett, thank you for taking a few minutes. Steve, glad to be here. So, Brett, you... You know, we've worked together a long time, all things derivatives related, you and your team, and it can be a scary area for people who aren't familiar with it. And that can be even true for institutions. You know, you can even see some institutional investors who uh, get a little bit nervous when it comes to thinking about derivatives. So maybe we can start by just having you give kind of a very high level view of kind of what derivatives are and why do institutional investors use derivatives to position their portfolios? I get this question. I'd say quite often. And I agree. Uh, for some investors, these might seem a bit scary, but we believe that they're an important tool in the toolbox, especially for LDI mandates. Big picture, derivatives are instruments that we use to shape risk within a portfolio without impacting the underlying asset allocation of the holdings. They're, they're overly on, on top of the existing portfolios to help better manage a benchmark risk while also enhancing a portfolio's return profile. So we use overly strategies to be more efficiently managed client mandates. There are many stories of hedge funds running into trouble using derivatives, you know, looking back to long-term capital uh, in the U.S. and other instances and think, you know, why would I need them? Well, I would say in a well-defined, well-controlled framework, derivatives are a necessary tool for many clients. For instance, an underfunded pension plan in a low-rate environment with low return expectations, it has an uphill struggle. Without the use of derivatives, some plans might be forced to increase risk or you know, go down the quality spectrum to meet investment targets. You know, we think of the benefits of derivatives in kind of three broad categories, risk reduction, yield enhancement, and also you know, portfolio flexibility. Risk reduction between assets and liability benchmarks for LDI clients is an obvious benefit. Minimizing the gap between asset and liability benchmarks can help minimize funding volatility for pension plans. Also, they allow us to reduce overall volatility in an asset portfolio. They're a practical tool for shaping risk within the portfolio and reducing tail risk. Derivatives can help cut off the tail of downside risk of owning risky assets. We also use derivatives uh, for yield enhancement without impacting the underlying physical portfolio. Since overlay strategies sit on top of the existing portfolio, we can overlay derivatives to pick up incremental yield. Generally, we're using liquid instruments that can add flexibility to a portfolio. They can allow for efficient portfolio rebalancing, and we can add incremental return, incremental risk to each individual portfolio. For example, cash equitization, an equity feature strategy, can reduce the drag of holding excess cash, which can give PMs greater flexibility in managing portfolios. So these are just some of the benefits of using derivative overlays, but obviously there's many, many more. So, you know, I think people often associate the word derivative with risk or adding risk. And what you're saying is you can actually use them to reduce risk in a, in a portfolio, which is interesting. And you mentioned some examples. Any other common examples or common ways that you see clients specifically implementing derivative strategies? I think we can start by thinking about risk in kind of four broad categories, uh, interest rates, equity, currency, and credit. Uh, in each of these categories, there are opportunities to improve the risk return profile in individual portfolios. Interest rate strategies are kind of the 101 level. We can start here with what is probably the most common use of derivatives, which is shaping duration risk within a portfolio. Derivatives can help us to efficiently manage key rate durations 
For example, we can add duration via interface swaps or bond futures. Interface swaps are an effective tool. They enable precise matching of liability benchmark durations, while bond futures are great for rebalancing duration, adding incremental risk to a portfolio. Again, uh, these unfunded strategies allow us to manage duration while not impacting underlying physical bond portfolio. Often, a manager will want to own foreign assets to improve portfolio diversification, but many, many plan mandates will not tolerate FX risk. So a common strategy that we use is to add a layer of currency overlays to hedge that FX risk. So for example, a US dollar private fixed income position can be hedged using cross-currency swaps to convert the US dollar cash flows back to Canadian dollars. And this eliminates the US dollar FX risk as well as the US interest rate risk. So effectively, we've created a synthetic Canadian dollar fixed income asset using cross-currency hedge. In equities, we often think of risk management in terms of downside protection, you know, cutting off the tail. This can be simply done by buying equity index puts to reshape a portfolio and to cut off that left tail of the distribution. I'd also probably mention, um, you know, derivatives can also be used for return enhancement by adding measured, well-defined risk to the portfolio. We can add beta and potentially alpha as well. So a common strategy we use to pick up income is to layer credit risk via credit default swaps uh, over tips or RRBs in Canada. This strategy is quite popular with clients that have inflation-linked mandates. Again, all these strategies are designed to help shape risk and improve portfolio returns. So if a client decides that any one of those strategies to be implemented with derivatives might be useful in a portfolio, they might say, that sounds great, makes sense. And you, you're obviously very used to describing these strategies in a very straightforward and understandable way. But but they might say, but isn't that going to add a lot of operational complexity? I might be posting collateral or pricing on these difficult. So is this going to make just the day-to-day operations difficult when I put a derivative overlay onto my portfolio? So how do you address this for clients in terms of just handling the complexity that comes with derivatives from an operational standpoint? Yeah, Steve, there definitely is a level of operating, operational complexity when it comes to using overlays. Managing this operational risk or complexity starts really at the organizational structure. You know, firms shouldn't mix responsibilities within the firm. We need to have clear separation of responsibilities between your, your back, your front, and your middle offices. And then you need strong oversight from senior management from compliance and from risk management. I always think of a, as a prominent example that I always think about about poor oversight for derivatives come to my mind. So Barings Bank ran into trouble with operational risk using derivatives in the Singapore office. This made headlines at the start of my career. So this one really left an impression upon me over the years. So the bank appointed someone to oversee both its front and, and back office for its derivative business in Singapore. This, this person had oversight of trading as well as operations. And their trading strategy was to, to double down on derivative positions when they, when they had losses. You know, it's not a great risk management strategy. Now, this guy was able to hide trading losses in the error account that he oversaw. He amassed you know, a really sizable position in the Nikkei index options. This worked really well until he was cut out one day when the Kobe earthquake hit. The Japanese market was really tanked. His trading losses were at one point twice the trading capital for the entire bank globally. He effectively put the firm out of business. So this one really you know, resonates with me and hits home is a simple point. People trading shouldn't have access to operations and to settlements. There's clear separation of duties to help minimize all that potential operational risk when it comes to derivatives and other types of instruments that are fairly complex. 
So have controls. You're going to be putting on derivative overlays. Make sure you've got all the right controls, like you would with any you know financial instrument as well. Well, that that's illuminating. You could you know you could. This is we're just scratching the surface of a really complex topic. But let me ask you, let me end with one question, completely unrelated to derivatives. So we're recording this in September. So it's after Labor Day, it's back to school time. But I think it's, it actually feels a little bit different to me anyway, because no clear demarcation as to when the, the era of COVID is over. Clearly, we're still living with uh, on an ongoing basis. But it feels to me a little bit more like everybody's kind of back. So as you, as we move into the fall, which is a time of a lot of energy change in the weather, what are you most looking forward to? Yeah, well, I'm definitely happy the kids are back to school and that's behind us. And in the fall, coming into winter, I'm really looking forward to the season. You know, ski season in New England's coming up soon. Really excited about that. You know, we try to hit the slopes as early as possible. So hopefully, you know, before Thanksgiving, we're out there. Really looking forward to some new snow. Yeah, we used to, I remember the, back in the day, we used to be be up there the weekend after Thanksgiving and uh, <laughs> there was never a whole lot of snow, but uh, you made you made do with what there was. Thanks. Well, listen, Brad, I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time and thanks to everybody for listening to this episode of Three and Five. Thank you. Thank you.